Welcome to the Accountable Love Podcast, where love means being accountable. My name is Aziz, and today we're going to discuss how people use guilt as a weapon. Guilt. We all have experienced it. We all have felt it. If we're being honest with ourselves, we all have used it as a weapon in our relationships. But we need to stop. We need to stop using guilt as a weapon and start honoring our principles. The reason why we are in relationships is because we share the same core values, the same appreciation for life. We have similar destinations. So why do we have to guilt people into staying in a relationship? Why are we not using our principles to maintain that relationship? Stop using guilt as well. All right. Let's just start off, you know, with the disclaimers and say we all have been guilty of something. We all have been done harm by somebody. We all have committed acts against relationships. We all have not showed up as our best. So we're all guilty of something. But when we start measuring the guilt, obviously, it's just like grading papers. It's just like going through life. There's A students, B students, C students. There's people who have a track record of always never showing up. They have a track record of, you know, not being there when you need them, not being there when you want them, you know, not really showing up to relationships as a whole. And the first thing we do or we want to do is not guilt them into actually spending time with us, not guilt them into, you know, being a part of our lives. We don't want to use guilt as a weapon. Now, as we say in prior podcasts, we always talk about how it's never the tool, it's always the person and how the tool is being utilized. Everything that man has ever built or every word that man has ever decided to use, there's a good good way to use it and a bad way to use it. So when we look at guilt, let's not just look at it as a negative. If you have done something wrong and you know that you have to reconcile, you know that you have to own it, you know you have to be accountable, guilt plays a part in that, you know? Guilt plays a part in the acknowledgement of your wrongdoing. Guilt plays a part in in your motivation to apologize and do the right thing. But it shouldn't be the number one emotion. It shouldn't be the number one aspect of why you are, you know, moving forward in your relationship or trying to reconcile within your relationship. That should be the principles. That should be knowing that you did something wrong. So your number one reason is guilt. You're always going to resent that person in the long run. Don't use guilt as a means to doing better. Don't use guilt as a means to wanting to do the right thing. Use guilt as the motivation in the fact that you know you acknowledge that you did something wrong, but it shouldn't be a weapon. We all know people that, you know, you never call, you never come by, you never, you know, you never show up, you know, and obviously it could be true. It could be something that we don't do, but where it becomes guilt is 
they're not acknowledging why you're not showing up. They're not acknowledging why you're not coming over. You never really said that you'll spend time with them. You never really said that you'll actually be in their life on a regular basis. And then they're talking about how you're never there, you're never around. They miss you, they want you around more. As opposed to just saying what they want and not projecting and not placing a emotion or you know or guilt on you. That's when guilt is being used as a weapon. Everybody has to put in work and everybody has to, to some degree, be somebody's interest for them to actually show up for them. So when we look at guilt, it should be something that, again, I say, it should be something that you feel based on a principle that you fell short on. It should be something you feel when you betrayed your actual faith, but it shouldn't be the motivation. So when you actually show up for any relationship you're in and the person is like, you know, you never, you never, you never. I think the next question is, then why are you here? Why are you around? Why do you want me around? And I think that's a valid question. But if you promise to show up, it's not guilt. But when you never promise to show up, you never promise to spend time with that person. It's just that person's motivation. It's just what that person wants. It's what that person, you know, they're expressing their desires. They have to actually now try to make time to actually get a plan in place where y'all actually can start spending time. They in turn have to put forth most of the effort because you're not asking for the relationship. You're not asking to be a part of their life more than how you're showing up. So at the end of the day, they shouldn't be guilting you into spending time with them because you never agreed to spend quality time with them frequently. You never said you'll be in a life on a day to day. You never made promises. That's when guilt plays a part. Guilt plays a part anytime that you never make promises and people are trying to get you to move the way they want you to move based on their desires and wants without a promise or a commitment. So I want y'all to really look at how the word guilt is being used and how guilt is being used as a weapon. There's other instances. Guilt can be used as a weapon. You ever, you know, look at somebody and, you know, say exactly what you think about them. And we always talk about, we want honesty. We want honest relationships. We want people who are going to be honest with us. But soon as we are honest, and soon as we are pointing out the obvious, or soon as we are stating the facts, and it doesn't work in that person's favor, they tend to try to guilt us into feeling bad. They start, tend to start trying to guilt us into not, quote unquote, being politically correct. But when we are in relationships, let's be honest, when we're in relationships with personal people, that's the people that we are, quote unquote, rudest to the most because we're being ourselves. We're having raw discussions. We're having honest discussions. We're having honest dialogue. And most times we're having those honest dialogues because we care enough to tell the person where they're going right, where they're going wrong, where they, you know, might have shortcomings, where they might, you know, to the world, they might not be as appealing. And we have those discussions, which are hard to have because we want them to acknowledge that whether they're going to change it or not, whether they're going to, you know, maintain it, they need to be. They need to know to make an informed decision. So nobody outside your circle 
is able to point out something in them that you didn't already point out or your relationships didn't already bring out of you or already, you know, inspire in you. You should know who you are. You should know with your friends and with your family and with your, you know, your spouse and with your kids. You should know what people think about you. And the only way that's going to happen is through honesty. So, you know, we all have a group of people. We all have, you know, variety of people. We all went through life around people. And there's the really attractive people. We need to always acknowledge those things. Those people are attractive. They was born with great DNA. It was born with the attractive gene. It was born with, you know, the ability to attract people through them based on their physical um, prowess, based on their physical, you know, makeup. And we have people that are, you know, intelligent, super intelligent. And, you know, some of us were had to work at it. Others was born with the intelligence. And we just had to, you know, use the word, the world, excuse me, use the world to actually bring out that sense of intelligence. But when you are actually having these relationships, when we're talking honesty, don't use guilt as a weapon. You can't say you want honesty and then when the honesty doesn't work in your favor, in your favor, tell the person that they didn't deliver it right. Tell the person that they their tone was off. Tell the person that they, you know, though they might have hurt your feelings, you know that wasn't their intention. So you can't now guilt them into lying to you or keeping it to themselves. That's not a relationship. Relationships are all about connecting. And when we use guilt as a weapon, we disconnect. Now, you know if you're not comfortable with it, that's a whole different discussion. It's not on them, it's on you. Be accountable, take account for that. Don't guilt them into changing their position. Don't guilt them into, you know, not being honest. Don't guilt them into sparing your feelings at all times. It's cool to, you know, for people to take your feelings into account when they're making overall choices. But it's not cool to have your feelings above actual logic and actual principles. That's when ego is involved. So typically when you're looking at a person using guilt as a weapon, a large portion of it is based on how they feel, how their emotions, what they've been through in the past, the traumas they've been through. And they are navigating and controlling the whole relationship based on what you can and can't do based on their insecurities and based on the fact that they're not comfortable in that space. And to some degree, we need to acknowledge those things as well and come to agreements on what we really, what we're going to decide to talk about repeatedly because it can be overkill if you're mentioning it 24 seven. But at the end of the day, if you are talking about the good, the bad, the ugly, the great, that's what the relationship is all about. That's what having accountable relationships are all about. It's all about all of it. It's all about making sure that we are doing all, having all the hard conversations. So if you're a person that always can point out the negatives, but have a hard time with the positives, you need to get better at being positive. But don't let anybody guilt you into being positive. Be positive because you know it's best for your relationships. Be positive because there's conviction there. There's something that told you in your heart of hearts that what you're doing is not 
the greatest and it doesn't have the greatest outcome or the, it's not the best for the relationship as a whole. Guilt comes in a variety of forms. We all have people in our lives who never talk, never talk. You have to constantly, you know, come up with ways to get them to talk and ways to get them to express themselves and ways to get them to, you know, to actually be participate in a relationship. And then it becomes overkill. And in that regard, you always feel like you are getting them into having discussion. You are getting them into, you know, opening their mouth. There's nothing wrong with trying to encourage somebody to voice their opinion. Maybe you signed on for a relationship where you know a person wasn't as vocal, but you never, you you told them that you're not going to be okay with that. And they need to be more vocal if y'all going to spend time. And the relationship was predicated on the fact that you're going to spend time together. Honoring agreements is not guilt. It's honoring agreements. Pointing out that somebody's not showing up for the relationship the way they said they will is not guilt. It's accountability. It's holding somebody accountable. Guilt is when you decide to be around this silent person and they never talk, they never participate, and you feel like you're slighted, but you made a decision to go that route. You made a decision to be a part of that person's life. But at the same time, they're always pouting or acting like you're getting on their nerves when you're asking for them to actually participate in the relationship. That's silent guilt. They silently guilting you into, quote unquote, saying that that's who they are. When everybody has thoughts, ideas, everybody has things that they're thinking about. Everybody has things that drive the motivation for life, the quality of life. And that motivation allows us to express ourselves. So, when you are a silent person and you're never really having discussions or you're rarely having discussions that are very meaningful or expressing yourself or on a daily basis, you're not really participating in your relationships. You're guilting people with your silence because why are they staying around? And when they're ready to walk out, you always say, that's just who I am or why are you leaving or what are you, you know, where are you going? And when you look at it, you know why they're leaving. You know why they're going because they don't have a participant within that relationship. They don't have anybody that they feel that they can count on or rely on to express themselves. They don't know you. They don't know who you are. They don't know what you're thinking. They know that you're not a part of the relationship and that's one thing they do know. So they're making a decision to walk. Everybody knows somebody who uses guilt as a weapon. And when I say that, I'm not talking about where you do it sparingly. I'm talking about it's their weapon of choice in a relationship with an ally, with somebody that's supposed to be on your team. You're using guilt to maintain them, using guilt to keep them there. Again, I'm going to repeat, honoring principles and calling people out and holding them accountable is different than guilt. We all know a person that, you know, never really does anything for the relationship. They're selfish. They make the selfish decisions. They're just using you as a placeholder. They still believe that they can do anything they want, when they want, how they want. And anytime you challenge them, they're questioning, why are you trying to take away their independence? Why are you trying to disconnect from them? Why are you trying to control them? Why are you trying to hold them hostage within the relationship? And then when you're ready to walk, they're questioning why you're walking. 
Why are you trying to control a relationship? Why are you trying to make them change or make them be something they're not? I have something for you. Acceptance is walking away when you know that somebody's not going to change and they're not your cup of tea. That's acceptance. Stop guilting them into staying. Stop saying that they don't have the right to walk away. They don't have the right to leave the relationship. They have every right to leave the relationship. Relationships are personal. There's something that we choose. And when we're not getting our needs met, our wants met, and some to some degree our desires met, we have to first have a discussion. And second, if we keep having the same discussion, we're not going to keep accepting that behavior. And it might be okay for somebody else that might lack chemistry. So remember, people walk away from you for a variety of reasons. And sometimes it's for guilt-stricken reasons. It's because they're, you know, they're feeling guilt. It's because they have guilt. It's because they're guilting you into doing what they want you to do and move the way you, they want you to move, right? But to some degree, if people are not honoring their agreements and people are always moving the way they want to move and not really thinking of the other person or not really thinking of the other people in their life, eventually they're going to leave and eventually you're going to be alone and eventually you're going to self-loathe and say, you know, what, what am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? It's hard to change. These people typically aren't asking you to make adjustments to your character and who you are as a person. They're not asking you to change some things in your identity, but they are asking you to now move past the adolescent stage where you're running around doing what you want, how you want, and having them clean up the messes. Nobody wants to be a janitor in somebody else's life. That's not guilt. That's standards. That's standards in the relationship. Nobody wants to be a janitor in your life. But when it comes to you now not wanting to clean up your messes, always throwing things on the floor, not wanting to follow the systems in place, not wanting to follow the rules that's going to help the healthy relationships, the rules you agree to. That's guilting somebody into staying based on an emotional connection. You're using the emotions without actually showing up and putting in the work. That's emotional blackmail. Emotional blackmail tends to stem from using guilt as a weapon. So just remember all the time, if you're not putting in the work, people are going to accept you for who you are, but they're also going to walk away from you because they're not accepting of who you are. They're not accepting of who you are in their life, but they accept who you are. So don't try to guilt them in the stand and don't now act like they're walking away and being disloyal to you. You're disloyal to the relationship. Anytime you do something or make yourself a hindrance to that relationship, anytime that you put yourself at a disadvantage, not out of a mistake, not because you, you know, you took a, a leap and it didn't turn out right. We're talking about people who are constantly making bad choices and expecting people to stay in their corner. Where's their support? Where, when are they going to get the best of you? Don't they deserve the best of you? Don't they deserve everything that you have to offer in a positive manner? Not just the negatives and the crumbs and the things that you're throwing their way. You're using them as a crutch. They're enabling you. So stop guilting them into staying when they're ready to walk. And really, in reality, if you love them or care about them, 
you know that you're not in a place to be in a relationship because you're still acting selfishly. And like we say, when we have kids, we have friends, we have partners, spouses. We all know it's going to take y'all meeting in the middle and becoming one unit and actually moving on one accord. That means getting rid of all the selfish ways. That's throwing your identity at them, them throwing their identity at you. And y'all figuring out what's your identity as a group, as a whole, as a unit. It's nurturing your child in your image, but not without losing, without them losing track of what their identity is and what their makeup is. Because though they share the same DNA, they are a separate person. And in a sense, they are, they have, excuse me, they have an identity. So at the end of the day, I want y'all to start looking at guilt being used as a weapon. There's a variety of ways we do it. And I touched on a few, but I want y'all to really start looking at your relationships, taking inventory and understand that guilt is the first feeling a lot of us feel when we disappoint somebody, we internalize it and we feel guilty for doing or committing the act. But that's about us. It's not about them. But we committed the act, so it should be about them now. Show some humility. Honor it. Honor that humility, excuse me, humility and move towards them. Start fixing it. Put in the work. Be accountable. Be in accountable relationships. But that starts with understanding that guilt shouldn't be a weapon. You make a mistake, you do something wrong, you feel a way. Honor it, be accountable, own it. Start repairing, start putting in the work to make it right. Because every time you use guilt as a weapon, and every time you decide to go the route of guilt, you're digging a deeper hole, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage, and you're putting the people in your life at a disadvantage. So I want you to really start to acknowledge whether you're using guilt or you're using love to make sure your relationships flourish because nobody should be around you because you use guilt as a weapon. All right, this is another Accountable Love podcast. My name's Aziz. All right, hope y'all enjoy it and learn something. Okay.